Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Passing new legislation in the U.S. can be, well, difficult to say the least. And when there's a Congress that's all but deadlocked because of razor-thin majorities in the House and Senate, that makes passing big-budget legislation even more problematic. That's where reconciliation comes into the picture. Budget reconciliation is a way for Congress to pass major funding bills, which are notoriously difficult to pass, especially when there is a very evenly divided Senate. It was created by the Congressional Budget Act of 1974 as a way to quickly advance these tax and spending bills. With reconciliation, the party in control of Congress can pass funding legislation in the Senate, things like taxes, spending, and debt limits, with a simple majority, that is, either 51 votes or 50 votes and the vice president's tie-breaking vote, without the threat of a filibuster. It takes 60 votes to defeat a filibuster. The Congressional Budget Act also limits Senate debate on the bill to 20 hours and limits debate on the compromises between the two houses to 10 hours, which helps the Senate expedite and pass reconciliation bills much faster. And to start the process, Congress agrees on a budget resolution that includes a reconciliation directive for specified committees. These directives instruct the committees on how much to increase or decrease spending and revenue, or how to limit the debt ceiling. It also provides a deadline for completion. But Congress doesn't tell the committees how to hit the reconciliation target, just to hit it. Once the various committees complete their tasks, the House and Senate Budget Committees combine the recommendations into a single omnibus bill, the Reconciliation Bill. Then the House and Senate vote. Both must obtain a majority to pass the legislation. Reconciliation bills can include spending changes to items such as Medicare, Medicaid, federal civilian and military retirement benefits, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, formerly known as food stamps, and farm programs. The Social Security is untouchable. The reconciliation rule allows bills that raise the deficit, but only for 10 years. The 2017 Trump tax cuts were passed via reconciliation, though the Senate allowed some of the tax cuts to expire, so the bill wouldn't increase the federal deficit past that 10-year window. In addition, the Byrd Rule, named for the late Senator Robert Byrd, who served as the Democratic Senator for West Virginia for 51 years, is intended to keep extraneous policies from being included in budget reconciliation. Basically, it keeps senators from sneaking non-budgetary items into reconciliation. It's up to the Senate parliamentarian to decide what is and isn't extraneous to the reconciliation. Important to note, reconciliation can only be used once per fiscal year and only to change or reconcile laws related to taxes and spending. Since reconciliation was first introduced in the Congressional Budget Act of 1974, it's been used 21 times. Some of its notable uses were the Trump tax cuts in 2017, the Bush tax cuts in 2001 and 2003, Clinton's welfare program in 1996, and major deficit reduction bills in the 1980s and 90s. The reconciliation process was also used to pass parts of the Affordable Care Act, or ACA, in 2010. And in 2021, reconciliation was used to pass President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package. (music) 
Today's episode is based on the article, Reconciliation Fast Tracks Massive Budget Bills Through Congress on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Patty Rasmussen. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.